0: All right, hey, what's going on? Welcome to Angular Air. I hope we are live. Let's uh, see if we are. I think we are. Uh, We are back at it again. I am your host, Justin Schwarzenberger. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about ZoneJS and getting in depth with that with Angular. Looking forward to that. Uh, Let's say hi to our panelists, and then we'll meet our guest, and then we'll get the show rolling. Joining us today, we've got Alyssa with us. Alyssa, what's going on?
1: Oh, hello, hello. It's so good to be
0: here. <laughs> And Bonnie's with us. Bonnie, how's it going?
2: Good, good. I'm very
3: excited today.
0: We are, too. We are, too. Mike, what's going on, Mike?
3: Uh, not too much. Happy hump day to everyone.
0: Yes. Have middle of the week.
3: week.
0: Middle of the week. Is it the middle of the week for everybody? Or I guess does it depend on if you start your week on Sunday or Saturday or Monday? I guess it depends, right? I Over here, it's, Whatever. it's
2: like <laughs> the downhill side now. <laughs>
0: All right. It's close. It's somewhere near the middle-ish, right? All right. Uh, Our guest today, Ja. How's it going, Ja?
1: Hi. um, I'm there, everybody. Uh, My name is Johnny, and I'm very excited to be here to talk about some JS. Thank you for having me here. Well,
0: thanks for joining us, and thanks for being on the show. We're we're super stoked to have you on here. Uh, You just got done in Houston, right? Well, maybe not in Houston, but on NG Houston.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. With Bonnie and it is uh, pretty, uh, a lot of fun, and uh, that's also my first time to explain uh, Zone JS in such detail. I'm so excited to uh, deep dive more here. Yeah.
4: So I ran into or... jolly at uh, uh,
2: Angular Connect, and we were talking about Zone JS, and I've been interested because because uh, Angular Ivy, right? So many people are talking about Angular Ivy, and Zone JS ties into Angular Ivy, and you and and so like you need to understand at least a little bit of it. And a lot of people don't uh, pay attention to ZoneJS because we take it for granted because it's just there and we can use it, we can take advantage of it uh, without really understanding too much about it. And so uh, I really wanted to understand it. But the thing is ZoneJS can be a little abstract and a little complex. Uh, and, and NG Houston, as you know, is really great for beginners. We try to uh, really welcome a lot of beginners there. So I said, I want you to come on NG Houston and really break it down like intro to zone JS. Like tell us from the very beginning, very simple. And so he did that. And then I said, now I want you to kind of go a little bit more into deep dive. Um, so go and do the simple stuff on NG Houston. And then anyone who's watching this, if you want you can go back later, uh, go back and watch that uh, to get the basics. And then he's gonna go back over that a little bit more quickly um, so that he has time to dive into more detail.
1: Yeah, thank you, thank you,
0: bye. Very cool, so we have this other reference video that people can go and watch to get that intro to ZoneJS like you're mentioning. And then for our episode here right now, we're gonna be diving more in deep in, in terms of it playing out in Angular. Very cool. Yeah. All right, tell do you wanna tell our viewers a little bit about yourself so we can kind of introduce you, what you got going on, that sort of thing, and then we can kind of dive into it?
1: Yes, sure. Um, okay, uh, so I, I want to share my screen and do some uh, introduction and begin the the show, yeah. Okay. We can see that now, so we're good. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And so uh, I'm very happy to be here to talk about ZoneJS in depth. And just like uh, Bonnie said, uh, I had a a basic introduction show in early in Houston, so if you don't uh, if you want to know about basic introduction, please see that video. And I will go over the introduction uh, very quickly. Uh, so my name is Jali, and uh, I will join uh, this talk next week. And uh, so I am I have contributed to Zongjs about three years, and now I'm the co-donor of Zongjs package, also the, uh, the collaborator of Angular. So uh, I will not talk, uh, talk talk about uh, ZoneJS and why we need ZoneJS, some basic introduction, uh, but I will uh, mainly talk about uh, some detailed feature, API and flags that may help user to uh, develop and test uh, Angular application more easily. So ZoneJS is a library to provide a uh, existing context to persist across a synchronized task. Uh, this is a library created by a I think it's 60 years ago, inspired by Dart language. And uh, so it is uh, very beginning, it is the portion uh, 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 migration from the Dart language. So Zoom.js can provide uh, execution context, also a lot of asynchronous lifecycle hooks to monitor and all the status uh, of the asynchronous tasks. And also it provides a generic error handler for the asynchronous operations. And So I will uh, explain those things very quickly. So first is the execution context. Uh, so execution context, context is a, a abstract con- concept to hold all the environment information that the current code is being executed. So this is a quick example about what execution context is. We have function here, and when, when we run it, and the execution context will provide all this, all those function need the scope and uh, these the keyword these. In the example, this will be the global. And a more uh, complex one is this uh, example. So we have a test function here. And depends on how we call this function, the this the value of this will change. So it will be a test object here. And if we just get another reference of the function, the disease will become global again. And if we use apply, it will be the apply context it will be a new object here. And if we use a JavaScript function bind, it will be the, the bind object. So this will be uh, a very de- uh, the, the value of this will change depends on how we uh, execute this function. So actually kind of context in JavaScript will determine the scope, uh, the variables and function that, that the, uh, the target function can access, also de- determine the value of this. So this is the, the basic JavaScript uh, knowledge. So what ZoneJS does, it provides additional this uh, additional uh, execution context. So in this code, we run a function into a zone. So just imagine if some function was executed in a zone, uh, suddenly we have an additional uh, execution context. Uh, let's assume this additional execution context named this. And this zone this uh, extreme context value will always be, uh, be the zone. And despite it is uh, it is running in a synchronized context or a synchronized callback. So in the line four, the zone this will be zone. And in the line 10, here it is a callback of set timeout. So this, we can still access this new additional zone this extreme context keyword. And it will also be zone because the zone this here will preserve the zone, the external context, while it is scheduled. So in line five, when the set timeout is scheduled, it's just the that the zone this. And the, in the callback of the set timeout, the zone this context will be still in the zone. So basically, every asynchronous operation of JavaScript, such as set timeout and promise them and SML HTTP request, any asynchronous operation, the callback will keep the same zone this extension context if they are running in the same zone. So this is the most uh, fundamental feature of ZoneJS and I think this is the most original uh, motivation of the, the zone, JS thing stuff. So
0: ZoneJS then is is there to handle, like you're saying, to handle all that this binding for us for those methods like set timeout and things that, that have that callback function that could potentially get a different this right? Zone DS is wrapping around so that it, it encapsulates that so that we can have knowledge of working with that and, and have some consistency across that
4: yeah yes
1: yes the, the original this will still work so Zone DS is an additional one to kind can handle out sync and a uh, synchronized uh, execution context
4: yeah
1: and okay so in uh, execution context provided by Zone DS is it, a uh, new new things and uh, for the uh, synchronized, all the synchronized operations, zone this, this new assurance context, will be the same value and of the zone which the function is running in. So, of course, we didn't invent a new keyword, zone this. Uh, we need to use the, the normal syntax to get this value. So, the, the way is to call zone.current. So, zone is a global variable, and current is a static property of zone. So we can get zone this whenever we want by calling the zone.current, and it will be the zone, uh, the function currently running in. And also, uh, Zone.js provides a lot of uh, lifecycle hooks uh, during the lifecycle of all the old, uh, synchronized operations. And there is a, a bunch of them. I, I will explain uh, several of the most fre- frequently used one to explain how it works. So, for example, we have a set timeout here. It is very simple. And from this graph, the stack is the, the JavaScript running, uh, the main stack. And the Web API is the browser on Node.js JavaScript uh, VM. And the macro queue. And we know JavaScript engine. We have macro task, macro and uh, even task. And this is the JavaScript uh, macro task queue. And we, we can uh, talk about this uh, zone task later. And when this function is running, and first we call setTimeout timeout and then, uh, in and from the main stack we will call the uh, the the uh, browser on Node.js to tell we have a message will be scheduled uh, one second later and after that the main stack is cleared and after one second the uh, the browser just uh, push this uh, function callback to the macro task queue and the macro task queue find out okay i'm the first one no one is waiting so i will just executed this uh, function callback into the main stack. So this is basically how JavaScript uh, executes the asynchronized operations such as set timeout. Okay, let's go to the. Oh, sorry. Jump out of this one. Okay, so just in JavaScript operation, the set timeout will be executed later. So the the run order of this very simple operation abcd in fact it will be uh, running like this for example if we want to uh, measure some performance of abcd this will never work because it will only measure the performance of abcd will run after the performance end so just in this virtualized graph the cd will not be calculated so let's see how the set time will work uh, in inside the zone so here we have a zone we define the name; it is uh, it called hook, and we de- define several uh, lifecycle hooks: uh, on schedule task, on invoke task, on and on has task. So again, we back to this uh, visualized graph. Oh, sorry. So when we run, first we have a new zone here when we call fork, and we run a function. And now, when we call set timeout in the earlier example, it will call the, the browser or Node.js directly to schedule a function. But here, because it is running a zone, so before we send this function directly to the, the browser, we will call on task first because it's inside the zone and zone define this callback. And in inside this on task, we can do anything we want, and we can do some uh, monitoring, logging, tracing stuff. And zone, uh, after this unscheduled task is called, and it will uh, really send uh, to call the native time API to schedule this function one uh, one second later. And this unscheduled task mean, means, at first, this zone is stable. There are no tasks. We can, we can see the macro task count. This is the internal task state inside zone is zero. So zone is stable. And once there are some new tasks, happened in this zone, it will become unstable. So there is a new task. So when the, the task state become from zero to one or from one to zero, this on has task uh, lifecycle host will be triggered. And we can see this on because now we have a new task is scheduled. This on has task will also be triggered. And we can see internally we have macro task count be- from zero to one. And after that, the set time really finished and the main stack was cleared. And after one second, the browser send this callback to the macro task queue. And again, in the earlier example, now the setTimeout is the first one, it will execute it in the stack. But because we are in a zone, before we run this uh, console log here, we will run this uh, lifecycle hooks on invoke task first. Of course, we can still do some monitoring logging here. And after the, the hook was invoked, and we really uh, run this uh, callback the user provided. And finally, because this uh, callback is invoked, this macro task is consumed and it becomes uh, stable because the macro task will become, the count will become from one to zero. So this on has task will be triggered again. We can see the count become one to zero, the zone becomes stable again. So this is uh, basically the the uh, how those uh, lifecycle hooks provided by Zone uh, works in the set timeout uh, process.
2: Can I jump in for a second, job ja? He's going through yes. this really quickly, and Fergus had a good comment on the chat that he, he's going really fast. And the reason he's going really fast is because he just went through all of this part uh, in a lot of detail on NG Houston, and we stopped him many times and asked him questions all through these slides. So. Uh, if if he's frying your brain right now, don't worry because you can go watch that uh, later. And it's it, and he's going through the same thing, a lot slower. But uh, but the thing is, he ran out of time, so that's
1: why. Thank you, Brian. Sorry, go ahead,
2: Joe.
1: Yeah. Okay, so uh, so back uh, back to the earlier example. So if we want to really uh, measure the performance of A, B, C, D, we can do like this, and we can run in a zone. And in the zone, we provide on invoke task hook and we can mirror the the callback here. And because this is only work task will be uh, triggered when we call the callback of C and D of the set timeout. So both A, B, C, D, the performance will be uh, mirrored. So this is uh, uh, another realized graph here. We have performance start and both happened of the C, D callback.
2: Tell him, say, yeah. I'm on Angular Air right now, man. <laughs> I have to get back to you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. He's busy. <laughs>
0: so the zone is allowing us to be able to track all these synchronous and asynchronous calls within a set of of code, so that we can understand. Are all those operations done and completed, and then also like you're showing here, additional things that we could do like measure performance of each of those and all that stuff, right?
1: Yes, yes, exactly. So Basically, uh, those uh, those hooks will trigger the one, ta- one the, uh, synchronized operation is being scheduled, is being invoked, is being canceled, and also not only the task because uh, the set time out promise, uh, promise their task and we just run a synchronized function. It can also be monitored, so there is another set of non-task uh, operations that can be triggered. As a, uh, there are another set of hooks. Okay, so besides all, all those lifecycle hooks, Zoom.js also provides a synchronized error handling. So imagine we have a set timeout uh, promise, and there are error happens inside, and without Zoom.js, it is very difficult to handle those error uh, user-friendly, but with Zoom.js, we can have a globally um, a central location. Uh, we provide our on-handle error left, uh, hooks, and any error happens in the synchronous operation inside this Zoom can trigger this on-handle error callbacks. So we can handle error in a central location. But uh, to be noticed, here we, have, we use a run-guarded uh, function, not to run. Because if we use dot run, uh, the error will not be handled, and we use run guard. This unhandled error will be triggered. Okay, so I will introduce some detailed uh, zone API. So this zone current uh, we, we talked about earlier, it will return the current zone, and there is a root zone. So if we don't, we if we just uh, get the, the current zone. Uh, outside of any of the zone run. It it will still not undefined on, on now. It will be a, a zone called root zone. And if we fork uh, a new zone, and in, inside we use zone current, it will be exactly the, the zone uh, we run, run here. And we can see uh, the, this fork call. So if we want to uh, propagate a new zone, we use zoom.fork method, and we provide a zone-spec interface. In this zone-spec object, we have a name which is required, and the other lifecycle hooks, they are optional. We don't need to provide them. And if we want to do something special, uh, user-specified uh, code, we can pro- provide those callbacks. And when we fork a zone in the next page, we pro- propagate a new zone. For example, now we have a stack trace zone to trace the error stack trees, and we define on schedule task and on invoke task, and we have another zone and fork from this uh, stack trace zone, and we only define on invoke task, and if we use this log log zone to run some code inside, and both of those two zones, the log zone and stack trace zone, the on invoke task will be triggered, and also. The, the unscheduled task of stack tree zone will be triggered. So, this is the relationship of those zones. So, we have a root zone, we have stack tree zone, and we have log zone. So, all those zones, the, the, uh, the life cycle hooks will be triggered. So, it it uh, looks like a composition. Uh, it is not uh, inheritance, it is like a composition of the different zones' behavior. So, uh, the zone propagation can compose different zone behaviors. So we can have different zones. Uh, one zone for stack trees, one zone for log, uh, one zone for some uh, chain section, And this is exactly uh, what happened inside the ng-zone. So ng-zone, uh, if uh, there are some several flags, uh, there is a long stack trace flag, there is a, a web trace framework uh, flags. If you set those things to true, there are several, several pro, uh, zone uh, propagate not only the, uh, the angular zone there are several zone uh, propagate inside zone.
0: so is that then the logic would be that you'd be like you're saying like uh, composed together like i want this specific stuff to run in a zone that i'm calling log zone but it it okay. runs anytime anything that it came from or that it was made off of i guess uh runs as well it's so like you're mentioning if Root zone and then stack trace zone if they run, then log zone will get its its lifecycle hooks run on it as well. But then the the it's a way to like categorize the chunk that's running inside of there
1: to organize that. Is that my understanding? That correct? Um, so uh, sorry, I'm 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 not sure I, I understand the uh, So so, so the, the logic is when you uh, run the log zone here, that the the sequence will be the uninvoked task of the log zone will be invoked first and and then the, the the parent zone the stack trace zone on your task will be invoked and then the root zone on your task will be invoked and so there will be a chain to the to the to the top.
0: And that's because you made the log zone from the stack you forked it from the stack trace zone, which was forked yeah, yeah. yeah okay. And yeah, then so yeah. in the concept of like why why do we want to compartmentalize these runs of zones? Is it to give us organization of saying, oh, well, this ran the log zone. This is stuff that I expect to be doing, like logging versus that. Is that
1: kind of a yes. concept? Yes, yes, yes. So each zone will, can take, uh, take care of their own uh, responsibility to do something. And they can those zones back, uh, zones back can be totally in- independent. So this log zone, this zones back can be shared to another application. And it don't need uh, has to be forked from a stack trace zone, maybe from some other task-tracing zone or ng-zone, so they can be shared, and the logic in the, the lifecycle hooks can be shared.
2: Hey, job ja, can you just go back real quick to the, the slide that had the uh, performance.start and performance.end, so we can look at that with the, because with the, you went through that pretty quickly.
1: Okay, uh, here, uh, is that right? No, the
2: one with the, yeah. Can you can you explain that one again? Because I think that's what oh, okay, uh, sure. that's where the log zone comes in, kind of for this use case. Maybe I thought this was a really great example.
1: Oh, okay. So, so here we run the ABCD inside the zone, and when the, uh, the uh, when the set timeout uh, C the, the callback of C uh, really invoked. Uh, so it uh, later after the line fourteen. And it will trigger the on-evoke task here. So here we only have one zone. So it will trigger the, the zone A on-evoke task callback. And this callback will equal to C. It will be the C, the, the real, real callback we want to, to, to run. And so inside the on task, what we do is add our own operation. So we add the performance start and we call the callback. The callback will be C here and we call performance end. So we measure the, the, the performance of C, and then the D, the, the callback of this one, will be uh, invoked, also trigger this on-invoked task callback. So again, the callback will be D, and the, the callback D, the performance, will, tri- will be will also be married. So all the ABCD uh, performance will be calculated together.
2: So the challenge is, if you want to wrap it in any kind of a performance or logging or, or anything like that, then what happens if you wanna test your wrapper and then you need to wrap your wrapper and then you need to wrap your wrapper's wrapper. (laughs) Yeah. And then it just gets carried away from there. Okay, sorry. So go back to the slide you were on. I I just, I didn't want you to, I know you have a lot to cover.
1: Yeah, yeah. So this is the, the propagation. So if we want to have a different zone for different responsibilities, we can use the fork to propagate them and the compose, compose the, the, the behaviors, the functionalities. And another uh, method of zone provided called the wrap. So it is kind of like the, the, the band function of JavaScript. But JavaScript, we band the function to a to target. So this function, the context of this, will always be the, the band target. And for the 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 zone, uh, if we call the, the zone wrap, so this function will always run in the the zone we we wrapped. So this is uh, something like the, the similar behavior with that. And a zone also provides a uh, several functions related to the task. And we know we have the, uh, in JavaScript, we have the macrotask, uh, macrotask, or the event, event task. And there is a zone schedule macrotask uh, method uh, functionality. So we can schedule a macro task. We provide a name, uh, which is easy for, the, for debug, and a callback function we want to run. So it looks like we want to do something like this. We, we, we have a promise and then so we want some callback function to run uh, as soon as possible in the current event loop. but this zone schedule macro task uh, uh, looks like uh, a mu- much cheaper way much e- e- effective way to, to to do this because in uh, for example, if we want to do something in the macro task queue in angular to uh, use a promise result and then, performance will be um, slower than this one because promise resolve will do a lot of promise stuff but we schedule this one we, we just insert this callback function into the macro task queue and of course we also provide schedule macro tasks or schedule event task. but but i really didn't find any i i i, I do know some edge case use that api but in the normal case, uh, we, we will only use schedule uh, macro task, not, not macro tasks or event tasks. And also there are several, uh, originally those APIs internally, and recently, I think one month ago, those APIs also become public because we, we need them to be exposed. Um, the first one is uh, simple. We will talk about why we need those later. Uh, and. Uh, The symbol, this is something like a polyfill of the the symbol of JavaScript, uh, ES2015. Because zone.js package didn't uh, depend on any other polyfill. So we just implement a very easy uh, polyfill of symbol. And also we provide a functionality to add users on uh, third party uh, synchronized uh, monkey patch. So we can do like this. But uh, unfortunately, there is no uh, clear documentation to, to let user know how to do that. I'm working on it. So if user has their own uh, synchronized uh, library, they can also add them to Zoom. So basically, Zoom, uh, the implementation uh, internally is monkey patch. So we just override uh, the original, uh, such as set timeout, promise, and. Uh, uh, function delegate and provide some additional uh, functionality to it. So, the use case of Zoom is uh, the synchronized test, uh, debug, performance monitoring, uh, framework auto rendering, user ac- action tracing, or some uh, resource releasing. So, uh, I've used some quick example to, to download them. So, first one is long stack trees. Here we have a uh, uh, two buttons and the first button will add the event listener to second button. The second button will show an error. So here we can see this demo. Uh, I will see this very quick. And without without zoom, uh, if you uh, want to know detail, you can see the ng Houston video. So without uh, zoom, the the arrow will only show this part. So we can only see that the arrow is here. We can only see some something happened here, but we don't know the whole story. But if we use yes we can see the whole story. We can see this arrow is from the very beginning. The very uh, either the event listen to the first button and to the second button. Okay. And yes, and to the second button, and then to the to the real, oh, it's not it is freezing. Sorry, So it can see the whole story of the the stack traces, even those uh, operations um, are are separate. So these are two user operations. It's a two button clicks, but with the long stack trace, we can still find the all internal connection of them. So this feature also provided uh, by Zongjs and enabled in the Angular test. And the tracking, this is another example. So when a button is clicked in this uh, demo, uh, we randomly uh, generate a lot of nested set timeout. So in this example, we just want to show how many set timeout was scheduled, how many set timeout was uh, finished. So this is a very simple demo. When you click start here, a lot of set timeout was scheduled and invoked, finally it becomes zero. So we can monitor the, the, the zone is stable or not, uh, what happened inside the zone. And we can also do performance uh, profiling and also releasing, I will demo, demo this one. So here we have, for example, uh, uh, this is a Node.js uh, demo, so zone.js can, can work both in the browser, Node.js, uh, or the mixed environment such as Electron. So in the example, I will use, use Node.js. So for example, we use the file system. So we open a file and we get a file descriptor. Imagine, imagine this file descriptor just like a SQL uh, uh, or a database connection. It is a very expensive resource. We need to close it after everything is done. And we want to do several things, several synchronized things, for example, read file and maybe a write file or do something with this file descriptor. Because they are asynchronized, we want to close after everything is done. So this is very hard because they are asynchronized. So we may need some flag like this. This task is done, this task is done, and when every task is done, we really close this file descriptor. And, but such kind of code will not be elegant because if we add another synchronized operation, we need to change a lot of the code. But with zone, it will be become very, very easy. The, the application code will not care, don't need to care about the closings uh, any longer. We just use on has task uh, hook. And when all the, the macro task is done, we just close it. So it, it separates the, the, uh, close uh, resourcing and it can do- done it automatically with the user uh, application code and also it can track the user action for example in this demo we have a uh, i will refresh it uh, we have several buttons and in this button we do several http requests and this we do, we do several another http requests we want to know what happened when user click this button and we can use Zoom to do that. For example, here the information is the button is clicked, and it make uh, it, it has made two HTTP requests and each HTTP request gets the, the response and the performance of each HTTP request. So such as code, such as, uh, of the user tracking things can be done by Zoom. And this is another uh, button. It gets the same information, and it can also be grouped. And so, but if you look at the uh, application code, they are just the, the user code. They don't need to care about the, the tracking things. They don't need to care about the performance, the error the stack tracings. The user just need to write the application code and all those uh, user tr- tracing stuff can be done by zone.
0: So then is that running that button click in that zone then you get you're saying you get all that stuff. Like if the code calls some other code that calls some other code that does a set timeout or asynchronous call, all that will be picked up because you wrap the button click call in a zone, and zone knows how to dig all the way through that and, and track that context during
1: that time. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So here we we have this main method. They are just added the event listener of those three buttons. So we what we need to do is only to run this main method into a zone. So this zone will handle all the stuff. And yeah, then so it's
0: that we, monkey patching that goes on that is able to understand what it's tracking and
1: all the way through the whole stack, essentially, right? Yes, yes. So cool. we can get a lot of detailed information. For example, this is a very rough implementation. For example, here, we can know what, what is executed. The task source, we can know what kind of task. Not only the tab, not only the macro task or micro task. From this code, we can know this. Oh, this is the HTTP request, and okay, we can here we can know. Uh, this is a button click. We can know all the detailed information from those, uh, the hooks. So we can do all kind of the the tracking things, performance metrics things, group things inside so. And okay, and. Of course, it, it can do the UI auto rendering. It, it it is the, the NG zone does. So here we have the button click, uh timeout, and some uh, another button click. We change some data and but we and we are rendering this data to the to the DOM. But we don't want to manually uh, do it. We just need to write those code and use Zoom to automatically uh, update uh, update the UI for us. So here we are. Okay. So HTTP, it will just rendering, timeout rendering, and rendering. So this this is very similar, like a very simple implementation of the ng zone. So user just needs to write the the application code, and all the rendering stuff is done in the the zone on invoke task. It will update the, the UI automatically. and of course and uh, zone not only uh, care about the, the application code it can also do a lot of stuff for the asynchronous test uh, the async and uh, fake sync provided by angular core testing they are all the functionality is pro- provided by zone yes so the async uh, here it will automatically know all the asynchronous things happen inside the, the test is done so it will automatically call the done uh, the just mean done function for the for the user. User don't need to uh, manually call down uh, in the callback the of the synchronized operations. And also the fake sync uh, for long run uh, set timeout here, we don't really want to wait for 10 seconds here. So we use a fake sync to make this uh, synchronized test to a synchronized count, uh, test uh, to make the test much faster. So we can use tick to move to advance the uh, virtual clock uh, internally. So it will be much faster and stable. So, so basically, all those functionality provided, uh, provided by ZoneJS are used in Angular. So ng-zone, all those test stuff, the, the global error handling, and some debug treatment zone. And so ng-zone provides two methods. I think those two methods are used very much by the developers. So ng-zone we will make sure this function run inside angular zone so it will trigger change detection and outside zone it will not trigger change detection It will run outside uh, of angular zone so i i will talk some more detailed features of Zoom.js. uh the first, first one is module so uh, so because we have a lot of asynchronous uh, apis uh, such as timer promise request animation frame and Zoom.js basically monkey patch all the possible asynchronous uh, apis but sometimes we may not want uh, the specified API to be monkey patched for better performance. Uh, the, the most frequently asked is the request animation frame. Uh, for example, in some uh, an, uh, web page, uh, there are a lot of animation. And in the animation, request animation callback, there are no really the data change. So we because Zoom load loaded those monkey, uh, monkey patch uh, separately, So we can disable uh, the specified API by defining a global variable here. (coughs) So uh, we we may see such kind of code in the polyfill.ts. So before load importing the ZoneJS, we define a global variable like this. Um, You can check the the detailed documentation in ZoneJS repo. So we define something like this. The request animation frame will not be monkey patched. That means it will use the native API, uh, but uh, the side effect will be the request animation frame. The callback will not inside NGZone. so any data update will not automatically change uh, trigger the change detection. And another example is uh, in I- Ionic v4, the custom elements uh, may also need to be uh, disabled because Ionic v4 everything is Web component, and it uses Stantial, it's another library uh, developed by the Ionic. And because Ionic is still an Angular application, every Web component is already inside ngZone. And so if we, uh, and in the recent version, I think it's a 0.9 version of Zong.js, uh, ZoneJS also monkey patch the custom elements api to make sure custom elements api also in the zone. so if we uh, e- enable this flag so both ionic and custom element uh, will monkey patch the custom uh, custom element api so the transaction will be triggered uh, twice that will slow down the performance so we we may also need to disable this one in ionic before I think this already be handled by the Ionic uh, CI, and sometimes we want to disable specific spe- specified events. Uh, for example, the mouse scroll, mouse move, and those uh, very performance sensitive operations. And we can uh, define another global variables in this uh, format and patch the events. It is a array. We can add the events name here, and originally. It is called blacklisted events, and recently it is renamed. But this one blacklisted events, is will still work, and but in the, uh, but it is uh, deprecated, and please use the unpatched events. This new variable name, and th- this is uh, uh, some high In sometimes uh, we we already introduced the uh, run outside of Angular, it will run outside of the Angular zone but it will still in the root zone. So it will still have a little overhead of the performance. So for some application, it is very, very super uh, performance sensitive. So they may want to use the native uh, delegate directly. So there is a way to do that because ZoneJS keep a native delegate internally. So we can use those kind of syntax to call the set timeout the, the native one. So the callback here, we are not in any zone. So this is uh, the will, will be the native way to, to, to do that for the uh, best performance.
0: And, and so really quick on that, like what would we be maybe thinking about in terms of when we might want to use this? So would this be something like let's say we had some code that we wrote or maybe third-party code that say had a set timeout to track like mouse movement? All over the place, or something that's happening a lot of, of things that it's doing, like that could potentially impact performance. Is this something that we say, okay, that would be the flag at which we want to maybe go all the way this way, where we would say no zone even
1: at the root level, do this? Or? Yes. So, yeah. So, for, for example, the set timeout maybe not a good example, but for example, the request animation frame, if we want to disable the request animation frame globally, We just need to uh, add this flag. So everything will be native. Uh, But one, so this use case, so in basically, we want uh, request animation still in the zone, but but for some small part of the application, uh, for example, a component or some function call, we want to request animation frame not inside uh, uh, the. And, and because request animation is too uh, performance sensitive, we also don't want to run outside Angular. For example, some very performance sensitive animation or some, something like that, we may need to uh, want to use uh, this one, uh, the, the native delegate. Yeah, that, that is use case. It, it's not that common, but there is several requests, official requests from the uh, real applications. Yeah, but let's uh, just say that ZongJS has uh, has has such kind of the, uh, functionality, the uh, cap- uh, capability to do that. But this is really a rare case. So basically, we just use the run outside of Angular. It will basically uh, resolve the performance issue. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And promise. So, uh, for example, if we use Angular, the promise we use. Is in fact uh, a zone-aware promise, which is a uh, Zone, zone-js implemented uh, promise. Uh, it is a full feature promise, past the uh, promise A plus uh, test, and it already supports uh, the new promise uh, finally API. And also, if some application use Bluebird as the uh, a more enhanced feature promise implementation, uh, zone-js also uh, support integration with Bluebird. To make sure all the additional API of bullet also in the zone. And uh, recently, I think in the uh, zone.js 0.10, uh, we already supported the new uh, promise all settled API. And when the any become uh, TC39 stage four, we will also support any uh, very soon. And error um, handling. So I, I believe a lot of, uh, most of the Angular developers may suffer from those. Can you go uh, back? Nine... Sorry. Yeah, sure. Um, so with that, with the zone-aware promise,
3: is that a way of handling the native in-browser promise object? Yes, yes. Okay, so I, I knew that that was a concern if we weren't down-leveling to ES5 uh, to be able to work with the ES6 promise. So this is how that's, being managed by using the the specific implementation of promise with the zone aware promise. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Question in the chat Does that also then satisfy the usage for async and await by using the
1: zone yeah. aware promise? Yeah, that, that is a problem. Maybe not. there is no easy uh, solution for the native async await support, okay. uh, the ES2017, uh, ES uh, because that one used the uh, uh, native promise, uh, the nat- really native promise by the browser, and there is no way to monkey patch that one. So that's why it's still a pending issue for a long time. So we'll still find a, a solution for that. If sometime, maybe in the future, the, the, the browser will release something like the promise hook. We, we, we can already do that, to the uh, native sync way to support in Node.js because Node.js has the promise hook API exposed, but in the browser, we still need to find a solution of that, yeah. And just
3: to be clear, that promise hook is the runtime, and especially in node allows you to listen to an event to say, hey, do you have a specific implementation of promise that you want to use, correct? yep yes.
1: okay. That makes sense, thank you. Yeah, no problem. And yes, the error handling. And I I, I believe um, most of the Angular developers may suffer from this um, uh, Zone.js related stack traces. And so it is very hard to to find out the the meaningful application stack trace, stack frames. So there is a way to make it easier. Uh, Zone.js provides a zone area package. If you import that, most of those stack traces will be gone. And also by importing zone error package, there is another feature, uh, the the error class inheritance. For example, here we have my error it extends error, and if we if we throw my error and we want to check this error instance of a my error, it will return false if we don't import this zone error package. But if we import that, this will return true, um, just as expected. And sometimes we only want this. Uh, inheritance feature without the the blacklist uh, zoom frame features. we can add this very long uh, flag uh, because this uh, remove stack frame uh, features will have some performance cost when we new a uh, new error. Okay. And also electron, Zo support electron. and because uh, electron is a mixed environment. So for both browser and Node.js, so we can't just import zone.js-disk zone. We need to import zone.js-disk zone mix. And there are also several electron-specified API, such as manual screenshot shell. If we want to support them, we also need uh, to import another package called zone patch electron. So all those asynchronous API will also in the zone. And also, we are recently supporting more and more uh, synchronized API provided by the browser and Node.js to make sure them, uh, all those API callback we are also in so. And uh, currently, basic SongJS is focusing, uh, focusing on the, the test. And the there are several enhancement in the uh, past year. The first one is a fake sync in, uh, integration with date now. So now, if we have Datanow, we want to calculate the duration of data now in the fake sync, it will exactly the, the difference of the, the tick uh, of the number we ticked. And also, um, basically fake sync did a similar thing with adjustment clock. So if we have uh, some some user uh, familiar with adjustment clock usage, so they still want to use adjustment clock, uh, it's totally fine. So if you use adjustment clock install, and if we d- define this very long uh, flag to true, we don't need to write fake thing here anymore. The, uh, the test case will automatically jump into the fake thing zone. So we can just take uh, something, uh, use the clock tick, and everything will, will work. Everything will just uh, like running in the fixing zone. It is just some uh, syntax sugar to make your code uh, shorter. And also, the fake sync also work with the RGS scheduler. So here, if we import this additional package, the RGS scheduler delay uh, or some other scheduler method will also work with the tick. And uh, this is uh, only for uh, Jasmine and Mocha. Uh, So we have some better timeout message. to tell which timeout, what kind of uh, a synchronized task is still pending, if timeout happened inside a, a synchronized task. And currently, uh, that all those functionality uh, supports Jasmine three and Mocha five. And um, I'm planning to add support to, to Jest. Um, currently, the Jest Angular preset already support the the basic support of to make the all the fake sync sync work uh, in the Angular application. But uh, I want to add more functionalities such as the error message. And JEST also have a lot of uh, fake timers uh, run ticks method. I want to also support them too. So uh, in maybe in, in the near future, I will also add the, the JEST support. And TungJS uh, recently, uh, the Angular 8 also added the differential loading. So zone.js handle a lot of uh, the legacy browser support. And for the, so now we have a two package, one called Argreen and another called zone.js, which is, zone.js is a full package, uh, including both the legacy and the Argreen uh, browser support. And for Arrow Green, it will only support the newest <coughs> Arrow Green browsers. Uh, if you're using the Angular CLI, this has, this is already handled automatically, but in case you're not using Angular CLI, you can load the different loading uh, some, some JS bundles in this way.
4: You mean there are people who don't use the CLI? Just in case, yeah,
1: just in case. Yeah, yeah, in case. yeah. Um, okay. And this is the a very new new feature. And I think this PR, it was more, Yesterday, <coughs> called the event bubbling uh, performance enhancement. Uh, for example, we in this case we have a div and we have a button, and we, we um, they both uh, have a click event listener. And if we if we click this button, because of the event bubbling, both of the, those uh, event handler will be triggered, and the transaction will be uh, triggered twice. As such a a, uh, use case, is very common in the Angular material or some other, especially the UI uh, library. So it is pretty uh, sensitive for the performance in such case. So in the, I think in the next, maybe uh, Angular 9 next RC release, uh, this one has already been merged to the master. So we have a new flag called ng-zone event classing. If we set this flag to true, such kind of the uh, event handling the transaction only will be triggered once. And for, for detail, uh, you, you can check the PR, but uh, the final effect will be such kind of case will trigger transaction uh, once for better performance. But by default, this flag will be false for the backward uh, compatibility. And also uh, for the event listeners, because we use Zoom.js, there are several uh, APIs, additional APIs we can use. For example, here we have a button where we add two click event listeners and one mouse down listeners, and we can query all the event listeners by the event names. And uh, for example, we query the click, we can get click one and click two, and we can also remove all event listener of click. And without even them, we we will review all event event listener for the, all the events. So those APIs are not available in the DOM, uh, but if you we use Zoom.js, we can use uh, we can use those uh, API for uh, convenience. And yeah, and Zongjs is already merged into the Angular monorepo, and recently it also. Uh, we also make the Zong.js build uh, build tooling uh, from Gulp.js to the Bazel. So now uh, Angular can reference Zong.js everything uh, from source code instead of from the NPM package and everything uh, built Zong.js. Now it's uh, totally workable uh, in the Bazel. Um, yeah, and finally, um. I will thank you all the Angular community, uh, Angular team, and especially Mishko, because three years ago, uh, Zoom.js is my first open source contribution. So Mishko spent a lot of time to guide me for how to write code, how to do tests, how to write the common documentation. So thank you for everyone. And thank you for Angular today to help me here to talk about Zoom.js. Thank you very much.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, thank thank you it was great that I, uh, you know, to get that understanding of as you unfolded and talk about all that stuff with the zone stuff my mind, I started thinking about, Oh, Oh, Angular's doing that here. Angular's doing that there. And then it like becomes this clearer picture of what's going on under the hood in Angular and how it's using Zone to pull off these things with change detection and, and things like that. And these things that we hear about in terms of well, how do we implement uh, better performance and think about running things outside of the zone when we have a set timeout code or something like that? Like all this information helps to give a for me a clearer picture of of all that story, which is very cool. Very cool for sure. Okay. All right, well, let's uh, let's do a couple of picks. If anybody has any picks, and then we'll call it a day. Uh, how about our panelists? Do we have any picks? Who we got? Mike's got a pick. What do you got, Mike?
3: I, I have an egotistical pick. I, my pick is me. <laughs> uh, more specifically, I'm happy to announce that I have been re-accepted into the GDE program, so I am a Google Developer Expert again.
0: Yay, that yeah. was my pick. So that was my pick. But you just said my pick, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> you All
2: right, who else? I, else you, do you have any picks today? Or I'm pretty excited about uh, Release Candidate 9. Uh, Angular v9 is coming around the corner. And there's some very cool stuff. The Angular team has been working so hard uh and i'm i'm really excited so i'm gonna say uh release candidate v9 is my pick
0: and we have a rc1 of that that's available right now is that correct oh is there i think so i think, so. Mm-hmm. I think the R- rc0 or rc1 rc0, or... Or RC0. i think
4: rc0 is it right now i was gonna say i've only played with zero but if one zero. is out
2: okay.
0: thank you as why <laughs> <laughs> zero rc0 <laughs> I forget we index that right <laughs> I,
2: I also want uh to pick uh jolly because i actually never really talked to jolly before uh i met him at angular connect and then i saw like mishko was a, a big fan and i'm like well, who is this guy that mishko likes so much right uh he's got to be pretty cool and i talked to him and he's just really great and uh i hadn't ever really uh followed him or done anything and and uh coming on and doing like he's done two solid hours of teaching uh zone.js and it was really great uh so i i think that's cool i'm really glad that we met you
1: thank you thank you Bonnie.
4: yeah i i'm super impressed by your depth of knowledge and your ability to explain it i don't know if you needed any time at all to prep but like even if you took days to prep that i'm still really impressed <laughs> so thank, thank you. you thank you thank you so much <laughs> I was telling Uh, you at the end
2: of Angie Houston, sometimes people who write these libraries don't necessarily make the best teachers because they've been looking at it so long that it seems like common sense to them. Um, But his explanations were, he went through it really fast. But if you go back and watch it slowly, uh, it was really a great explanation.
4: Thank you. (laughs) Um, My pick is an article on uh, dev.poo. Uh, by Mustafa on um, building more dynamic components with ng-template outlet. So I will tweet out that link and put it in the show notes, but I just wanted to shout out for a really fancy article.
0: (laughs) Awesome, awesome. And John,
1: do you have any picks
4: you want to
0: share?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm always a big fan of the Angular in-depth blogs. I I also contribute several uh, zombie related articles. Uh, there are a lot of uh, new knowledge from our experts. So yeah, that is very cool. Good there thing. was
2: another article too about uh, by Matthias uh, Junker from Switzerland, uh, 10 things about zone.js that
1: you should know. Uh, yes, I, I know that. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah.
2: Sorry, I'm out of picks, Justin.
1: All right, sorry. perfect.
2: Slit slid another one in there at the last no. minute. Just, sorry. More picks,
0: more picks, that's always good. <laughs> Hi, John. Thanks a ton for sharing your time and and coming on and sharing this content with us. We really, really appreciate it. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here. All right. That's a wrap. See you next time. Later. Yeah. Thank you. Bye.